Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Amen. Happy spring break, everyone, for all the kids that are on spring break. We're excited that you guys uh, have chosen to worship with us. Taylor and I are actually going to uh, invite you into a conversation that he and I are currently having. And so today's going to look a little different, but that's okay. It's okay. We've had some uh, pretty interesting questions come in over the last few weeks, and I would probably guess probably around a third of the questions have something to do with these subjects. I'm not going to read all of them. I just kind of got a handful of them. They're, they deal specifically with our culture in pretty seemingly high controversial topics. And so if you've been worshiping at your place church for any length of time, you know that we just don't shy away from this. We head it right on, and uh, we talk about things. And so um, here are the questions. I'll, I'll let you guys prepare yourself, okay? Here are the questions. Is it a sin to use cannabis? What does the Bible say about medical marijuana? Is smoking pot uh, diametrically opposed to the teachings? I know they liked their wine back in the day, but I'm not a drinker. Gives me heartburn in just one glass. Also, I act like an idiot with consumption. Okay. (laughs) Mary Jane is my medicine. Is that condoned by God or do I have to use big pharma? Now, first of all, I just want to say I'm so stinking glad everybody feels welcome at your place, church. (laughs) We have fulfilled our obligation. We feel like we've done a great job because we want everybody to ask. The fact that it was anonymous helps, I'm sure. But, um, and then here's one. In the ever-changing society, how do you approach the ever-growing topic of homosexuality, transsexual, transgender, etc., with impressionable teens without them feeling uh, you're condemning them? Also, what's the best way to remind them that they are a child of God despite their insecurities and doubts of their sexuality? So these are some pretty good topics, and we're going to tackle these today. Um, This is going to be like Taylor and I are sitting at dinner and having a conversation, and we're going to invite you into our conversation today. We want to invite you to to engage the conversation. Now, don't speak out at us, but we're interested in your thoughts afterwards. Like, if you have thoughts on this area, you can can email me at pastor at ypcprior.com. I would invite those conversations. But here's, here's what we need from you today. You need to understand where we are getting our answers to these questions. As a family, we have chosen to base our personal beliefs off of the Word of God, 100%. We don't make the Word of God say something it doesn't. We don't really wish it said something and avoid other parts that it, that it talks about that. We base 100% of our beliefs off of that. Now, we do believe that there are things in the Word of God that we would consider more cultural-type issues. For example, um, women speaking in church. Now, there's a lot of people that they will draw battle lines with you on whether or not a, a woman should speak in church. We believe that was a cultural thing based upon the time and the region of the, of the world that they were in, and we personally believe there are women in this room who can preach circles around both of us. 
because they just know the Word of God, and God has gifted them and has equipped them, equipped them in such a way. Now, we realize that today has the potential to gain influence with some people and potentially lose influence with others, depending on which side you already stand on these topics. Because there are people who walked in today, and you, you have already formed your opinions on these topics, whether or not you've considered the Word of God or not. And we understand that. We also want you to understand that you don't have to believe exactly like us to belong. We don't have all the answers. Now, we believe we have done some research, and we believe that our answers are, are biblical. We've used the Word of God. But our position with these are just like any other area at your place, church. You know, there's a lot more that we agree on than that we don't. Does that make sense, friends? So let's just invite the presence of God in the room. Um, everybody breathe. It's okay. okay I, like first service was laughing by this point. Second service, you're like, oh, dear Lord Jesus. <laughs> like, what's about to happen? Should we, should we leave now? Should, let's just leave now. So, don't. You don't have to. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be fun. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you that your word has a lot to say on everything that pertains to life and godliness. And Father, we look to your word. Your word is truth. And you said in your word that we would know the truth and the truth would set us free. So Father, set us free today. Lead us, guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Taylor, here we go. Family dinner, you and I are having a conversation. I actually had a conversation at family dinner last week or so and uh, invited my kids into this conversation. And so, because I believe a lot of these conversations, a lot of these questions came from your generation, people 10 years older, 10 years younger than you, and uh, those of us who have kids, um, this is a real life pertinent conversation. So, is it a sin? to smoke cannabis or use cannabis? What does the Bible say about medical marijuana? And is smoking pot diametrically opposed to the teachings? I think this is actually, there's two different groups of people asking this question. Um, there's people who have actual medical conditions and are, are um, looking into using medical marijuana to, to relieve pain or whatever their issues are going on. And, and they want to make sure they're aligning um, what they're going to do with the Word of God, and, and I honored that. Uh, and then I think there's another group of people that were, you know that song, I'm going to drink a beer with Jesus, it's that country song, anybody heard it? No, we're all going to act like we only listen to Christian music, it's all right. <laughs> um, there's a song, some, like when I get to heaven, I'm going to drink a beer with Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. I've, I may all have right. heard it. Yeah. He may have caught it as he was, you know, he turned Flipping down his, through the station on the way to the Christian for a little bit, and then it just happened to... Uh, anyways, I, this is what I think the second group of people were. I think they were uh, sitting around, rolling with their boys, if you know what I mean, rolling. Um, and uh, one of them was like, hey, man, think we're going to do this with Jesus one day? I don't know. You should ask. And then here we are. Like, here's the question. <laughs> and, uh, and so I think this is two different parts. I think that we got a medical side, and I think we got a recreational side. I'm going to tackle recreational first. And, and so this First Thessalonians 5, can we throw that up there on the screen? We've got two verses. It says, so then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, 
Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Some people would argue that this is talking about alcohol. Um, stay sober. Don't get, too much, don't get drunk. Um, but I would argue that this is talking about any chemical compound that could take you and, and remove clarity of minds. God has called us to a sobriety as, as believers. Um, we've been called to live with a clarity. And, and I got another verse, 1 Peter 4. Can we throw that up there? It says, so... The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. And, and I, I remember, so got my ankle showing everybody. Look at this. Springtime is here, okay? You see this right here? Eyes up here, all right? Eyes up here. Um, when I was, uh, I don't remember how old I was. It was 2012. I, I broke my leg. And I had three different surgeries so far on this leg. I got my scar right here, as a reminder. And uh, when I broke it, they, they prescribed me with Lord's Habs. And I remember, this was my first experience with Lord's Habs. And I was laying on the couch, because I couldn't move. Um, the only way I could get up is if someone would uh, come and pick my leg up and move it off the couch. I couldn't, the muscles around my knee would, would hit that fresh wound. And so I couldn't, I couldn't lift my leg at all. And so I was laying on the couch one night. And, and they told me, during the day, take a single dose and just take it more often. But during the night, take a double dose and it'll help you sleep several hours at a time. And so it's, about, it's nighttime and uh, I decided I'm gonna take a double dose that way I can sleep through the night. Well, I remember it's like 3.30 in the morning. I'm laying there and I call my mom. I'm like, mom, I don't have a heartbeat. <laughs> And she's like, son, your heart's beating. Mom, I don't have a heartbeat. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was dying. I was like, I'm going to be dead by morning. Here we go. <laughs> and, 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 but here's, here's the thing. This is what these chemical compounds do. They, they, they cloud your mind. Come on. They cloud your judgment. But as believers, if you were going to follow in the way that God's called you to live, he has called you to sobriety. He's called you to live at a different level, a different standard um, than others. And, and so in my pursuit of God, if I'm constantly living um, in, in this cloudiness, then I will never truly experience who the presence of God is. Mm. Are you following me? Yeah. And so as far as recreational goes, once we step into the recreational side of things, I believe that becomes sin because we got scripture on it. Live sober, stay sober, be alert, pray. And, and I don't want anything to stand in the way of me and my relationship with God. I want to I know God. I had a revelation of God's word the other night, but I know if I had this cloudy mind, I would not see clearly who God is. Are you following? Mm-hmm. We got three people following? Mm-hmm. God, God needs you to be present in your kid's life. God needs you to be present in your marriage. God needs you to be present at your work because do everything that you do unto the Lord. And so when you're at work, you're doing it for the Lord. Be yeah. present. Yeah. It's scripture. Yeah. Um, as far as the medical side of things, I don't see anywhere necessarily where Jesus is like, hey, man, you got some back pain? Here's a joint. Like, I don't see that. Um, but when you do look through Scripture and you do your research, uh, I think we've got this, this stigma that medical marijuana is people just smoking joints to feel better. But I've actually looked into this. And uh, as of 2017, 58% of Americans are actually using opiates or opioids, however you want to say it. I say opiates. Um, 58% of Americans are actually using opiates. That's enough people to make up the eighth largest nation in the world. Wow. And in 2017, 47,000 people overdosed and died 
on opiates. That's crazy. We got a problem going on. And yet the church has nothing to say about that. We stay silent. We stay silent on that case because they're prescribed. And they, I think if that would have been an addiction, like a recreational use, before they found out that it actually, there was a prescribed medical use for it, I feel like that would be on the table just like this is right, right now. Right, right. So the and medical side of things. Medical side of things, yeah. And so I think we have this stigma because it's been illegal for so long that it's bad. And, and, and in the wrong context, it is. And so you got to look at context and everything. Anything out of context gets, gets bad. Um, last night we were at Los Cocos, and uh, I ate some chips and salsa. Come on, somebody. I chowed down. And then I had some barbecue nachos, and it's a massive plate of barbecue nachos. Um, anything out of context turns into sin. I was sinning last night, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, church. I'm not perfect. Pray for yeah. me. Um, we were on the ride home, and I had my seat lounged back a little bit because, you know, I, it's too, everything's too tight right here. I got to lounge back a little bit. I got that dad ball going on now. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm lounged back a little bit, and I look at my wife, and I'm like, whew, babe, I sinned tonight. And, and like, she's doing her, she's trying to be the best that she can. She's like, but you probably didn't actively know you were sinning. And I was like, no, halfway through, halfway through, I'm like, I'm full on sin. And I just kept on going. <laughs> Anything out of context becomes sin. Medical marijuana in the wrong context, we now have sin. But here's the thing about medical marijuana, there's different strains. And so I was reading um, about these kids who were having severe seizures, and the only thing they found to, to fix the seizure is this strain of marijuana, and they have an increase of CBD and a lower dose of THC. Your THC is actually where the high comes from. And so they've got this, this drug that's actually helping control the seizures, but yet they're not walking around high. They're not handing the seven-year-old a joint saying, all right, two puffs before school. Like, they've, they've got it. They've got it down to different strains, different forms. And, and so when we have this mindset of this is we only see medical marijuana as people just sitting around and, and smoking weed. And we, we, I think we just assume that they're abusing it. But in the right context, there's no sin. You're taking, we take Tylenol, we take Advil. Is it not all drugs? Mm. We've, we've, I, the American did the same thing um, from 1920 to 1933. There was the Volstead Act which is also known as the alcohol prohibition. And uh, after the prohibition released, people still had the same stigma about alcohol, but yet our Bible talks about alcohol. And, and it, what, what is that verse where it talks about with the, the yeah, wine? It's talking about, I have to look it up here. It starts talking about over in, yeah, it says in, in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22, Paul's talking to Timothy, right? And he tells Timothy, stop drinking only water, and use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. Now, we all know Paul's stance on this area. He believes that Jesus is the healer. Amen, everyone? He believes it. But he also understands that Timothy was having some frequent stomach issues. And he's like, listen, the water we're drinking has got some bacteria in it. You need to drink a little bit of wine and, uh, and help kill that bacteria. They were using wine as a, as a kind of like an antiseptic, if you will. And there's people on both sides of this are like, well, it was fermented or not fermented. Was it low point al alcohol or high point alcohol? It doesn't really matter because the point is the basic direction was you have stomach issues, take a little bit of wine for it, is what he was telling him in that. But as Christians, we get, we get panicked and freaked out because we had alcoholic grandfathers. We had alcoholic dads. 
And what that means is that's what Taylor's talking about. They've taken it out of context. And now, again, you can overeat and it's sin. So we got to get, get past our religious thinking and see what the Word of God actually yeah. says. Yeah. Are you with me, friends? Yeah. Now, do not take a sound blurb from this and say, well, Pastor Darian says it's great to drink, party in my house. <laughs> no. We don't drink. But we also don't judge people who do. Right. Are you with me, friends? Yeah. All throughout the Scripture, the Bible actually points to... The, the, the writer of Luke's gospel was a physician. He referred to the good Samaritan. Uh, when he found the Samaritan uh, man on the side of the road, remember, he poured in oil and wine and bandaged his wounds. Like Luke understood that because he was a physician of the day. Even Jesus said, it's not the well that need a physician, it's the sick. Yeah. And then he referred to himself as the great physician, as the healer of all. The Bible says that laughter does good like a medicine. Are you with me, friends? So make no mistake about it. Jesus is the healer. Yeah, absolutely. And so wouldn't you agree that if people are asking, you'd ask them to pray about the decision? Right, yeah. So if you came up to me and, and you're considering this option, you said, Taylor, what is your personal opinion? Should I take medical marijuana? Um, my first question is going to be, have you prayed about it? Which seems like a very simple question, but if the answer is yes, then I'm going to say, did you believe? And if it's an I think so, I can already tell you you're not going to get your answer um, because there's not faith in that. But if you said yes, then it's only a matter of time before the healing comes. Come on. Because if you believe, Mark 11:24, whatsoever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Yes. Um, and so, to me, if you're going to ask me, uh, my foundation is the Word of God. Yeah. Is it a sin? No. But have you tried Jesus? Because he works better. Come on. And, and, and what I, there are things with, with medical marijuana that I believe actually just numbs pain when God can remove it. Yes. And, and, and this is, math, like, 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you have been healed. Are you following? Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than you could ask or imagine, according to the power that's at work within you, Matthew 7, 7, asking you will receive, seeking you will find, knocking the door will be open unto you. Anyone who asks, receives. Anyone who seeks, finds. And anyone who knocks, the door will be open. It's, it's, it's word. It's not my promise. It's the promise of God. It is the creator. He created, you know, I didn't wake up this morning questioning if I was saved still. Come on. Um, now, some of us may have after last night. I don't know. We're just glad you're here. Um, but Romans 10 says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. The same package that gave you salvation gave you healing. Come on. I don't question my salvation daily. I know that I'm saved just as much as I know that I'm healed. And, and if you can take on to the word of God and hold tightly, because John 10, 10 says the thief comes to steal. That's the first thing he comes he comes to steal. He's the father of all lies. He wants to lie to you and tell you that you'll never break this sickness. You'll never overcome the pain. And, and therefore, he, he's trying to push you into, like, this is the devil's doing, the 58% of people on opiates. Like, no, make no mistake about it. That is, that is the enemy at hands. But if the church would rise up and declare the truth of the word of God, hey, if you want healing, it's yours. Take it. Then I believe we would see those numbers start to decrease and healing increase. Amen. Are you following me? Amen. It's a matter of taking what belongs to you. It's already yours. 
You have the same opportunity for healing as you do for sickness. I'm convinced of it. It's the same faith. You have to put your faith in the sickness as you have to put your faith in healing. And that's, I'm not coming off of it. That's the word of God. I'm going to stand true. Whether it's worked for you, it's the word. God's word is not a lie. It is right. the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not a respecter of persons. And so it might not have been your story in the past, but it could be your story today. Come on. Amen. Well, let's keep going here. The second question that we're going to tackle. In an ever-changing society, how do you approach the ever-growing topic of homosexuality, transsexual, transgender, etc., with impressionable teens without them feeling like you're condemning them. How are you going to... Uh, What's that verse in 1 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. The Bible's clear, friends. The Bible's clear. It talks about, uh, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then he says, do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral... Not even, we're not even talking about our topic yet. We're just talking about people who are just being sexually immoral. Um, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Uh, a more modern translation would say a person who pra practices homosexuality. The Bible's clear on this area. But... There's a lot more to say about this. Right. I think we have, to, we have to talk about, when we're talking about things like this, we have to talk about, is it tendencies or is it actual behavior? Do you know what I mean by this statement? See, a person can have a tendency. I can be tempted to look at another woman. I can be tempted to do things like that. And the Bible says that's not a sin. The sin is when temptation leads to sin, sin leads to death. That's when it becomes a sin. We're tempted day in and day out. The temptation is not the sin. The action, according to Scripture, is a sin. But I believe as the church, we've actually done, we've done harm in this area to people who identify with this. There was a book. You, you studied this. Yeah, so, uh, in which, I mean, if you're in here, like, we're just glad that you're here. Whatever yeah. you believe. You may not believe like it. You may be struggling with the belief, is God real? You might be atheist, agnostic, Buddhist, it, it, whatever your belief is, whatever your lifestyle is. Um, we love you. We're glad that you're here. Uh, you're welcome to here. Absolutely. Drink the coffee. It's your coffee. Yeah. Um, if someone gives you a hard time, find me, take me to them. I'll personally have a conversation. Like, you are welcome here. We're glad that you're here. That being said, I believe that this, as, as followers of Jesus, um, this is what we go off of. This is, this is the foundation on which we stand. If I was to have you stand on your chairs right now, which you're not going to, you'd be standing on a great foundation. But if I remove two legs from it, you're not going to want to stand on that chair because it's not going to keep standing. The moment we pull truth from the Word of God, it, it won't stand. And so if we're going to be believers of the word, then we stand on the full truth of the word. And, uh, and so that's, that's where my standpoint is. But I read this book um, just because my mind does not think like that. I'm, I'm attracted to the opposite sex, in particular one. Hello. Come on. I got her pregnant. She's the mama of my baby. Um, but 
because my mind doesn't process like that, Stephen Covey says to seek first, to understand, then be understood. And so I wanted to understand. And so I read a book and I've, I've read three books actually on this, but there's one book in particular and it's a pastor who grew up with his parents and both his parents were homosexuals, but it didn't happen until he was about four. And, and at four, or at three, his parents divorced. At four, his mom uh, came out and, and, and got a girlfriend, but yet he was so young, this was just a life he knew. And so his first uh, pride march was about four. And at this march, he, he had his first encounter with Christians, or really so-called Christians. And they had these signs that said, God hates fags. They had these water guns filled with urine. And, and this was his encounter with Christians. And, and then as years go on, um, about the time he turns eight, his dad comes out, but his mom was, his mom had already come out. So it was just, I mean, he just, it just rolled with it. It was just life. And he just kept on going. And so about the time he gets to high school, he meets a guy. He's the cool kid in school. And this cool kid in school uh, asked him to come to this Bible study. And just because he was cool, he was like, all right, I'll go. And, and so he finds this old Bible that his dad had. And, and he's at this Bible study and, and they're all opening up to first Corinthians and they're reading and, and they're taking it a, script, a couple scriptures at a time, and then it's the next person's turn, read the next couple scriptures, and then just going around the circle, well, it gets to him, and he's supposed to read like verse 16, and, and as he goes to read it, he's been watching everybody else and listening to them, what they were saying, but what he was reading didn't match what they were saying. And so he's like, they must have a, a newer edition, this just must be old. And so he starts reading verse 16, and uh, one of the girls in the small group starts laughing. She's like, what are you reading? And she looks over, and she's like, that's First Chronicles, not First Corinthians. That's, like, that's my annoying Christian voice right there. And uh, that's First Chronicles, not First Corinthians. And then they all start laughing. This guy's never touched the Bible in his life. Like, how was he supposed to know the difference? It's a common mistake. Like, it doesn't matter if you know your Bible today. We'll teach you as time goes on. Like, that's why right. we put our, our scriptures on the screen for you. Um, but they all, they're all laughing. The cool kid's like, hey, man, it's all right. Common mistake takes him to the right passage, but, but it just feels this fire inside of him that he's had since he was four with his first experience of Christians. And so he goes home, makes the decision that he's going to learn his Bible better than anybody at that group to prove them wrong. And as he's doing so, he starts reading the accounts of Jesus and, and sees that there's this, this difference between who Christians are and who Jesus is. And, and, and he ends up deciding that he's going to make this decision to follow Jesus. And so he brings it up to his dad, and, and his dad's super mad about it. And, and, and right before he does it, he was actually getting in the car for a several-hour drive to be dropped off at his mom's. And the entire several hours that they were in the car, it was just completely silent. The dad gets out, looks at the mom, says, good luck, drives off. And then his mom flips out on him. And what was happening was they were afraid that he would become who they've seen Christians as. And, and so in their fear of who they thought he would become, they became hateful. They became distant. And so now he's in this gap between, I love my parents, and, and there's these Christians, but I don't actually believe with what they're doing. I just believe the word of God. And I believe that there's this, um, as Christians, we have this propensity. Oh, I'm standing up. Um, I believe as Christians, we have this propensity that, that we make this clear, defined line of what we believe is right and what we believe is wrong. And, and, and it is different for several people. Again, I'm, I'm going to believe at the word of, what the Word of God says. So my mom gave me this illustration, and, and she's got this Jeep, and with her Jeep came an owner's manual. And in this Jeep, it talks about if you want the best use of this Jeep, this is how we, the creators of this Jeep, 
recommend you use it. You got your oil that goes here. You got your antifreeze that goes here. But the moment that you start putting antifreeze where your oil goes and oil where your antifreeze goes, we're going to have some issues. We're going to have an engine shutting down, locking up, seizing up. Now we got time. We're, we're in trouble. We got a problem on our hands. Are you following me? If you are a child of God, you've been handed a manual. If you want to see your life function properly, then live according to the manual. But what I see happening is that we get in our mindsets of what we think is right, what we think is wrong, medical marijuana. We've, some of us have drawn the line. It doesn't matter what you say. We've drawn the line. And, and we do the same thing. And so whatever we think is wrong, so if, if in our eyes homosexuality is wrong, we've got a line right here. And, and we just look at what we believe is wrong with disgust. And, and, and we're like, that's, that's not even humane. And that's ungodly. And we've drawn this line of separation between us and people that aren't like us. Are you following me? And, and yet the line of what we think is right might be a little bit more blurred than the defined, right, the defined line of what we think is wrong. And so I think homosexuality is wrong. I'm going to draw a line. But yet over here, some of us, if I was to give everybody true serum and ask you to raise your hand, which I'm not going to do. I'm not, we don't pass out Kool-Aid. Contrary to what people say about us in the community, we're not a cult. We just love Jesus. Uh, but hypothetically speaking, if everybody was to have a little bit of true serum and I was to ask you, raise your hand if you're dealing with pornography, statistically 70% of the hands would be raised. And so the line of what's blurred, I'm not cheating. But the, the Bible says even if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery in your heart. So where you have lust, at least they've got loyalty. Wow. Are you following? We try to make lines clear of, no, that is wrong. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blur the line of what I think is. No, 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 no. It's the full word of God. I'm not taking out anything. But if we could just love, because it's, it's not your role to judge. It's not my role to judge. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. If the, if the Son of God didn't come to condemn you, then what gives you the authority to condemn people? Are you better than the Son of God? Are you with me? Can we just love? I'm a believer that love wins. Love won your salvation. Love won your healing. Love won you hope. Love won you peace. And if we would just focus, 1 Corinthians, the last verse of 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. But the, the, the very last verse, these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. We just sang a song talking about the kindness of God. My Bible doesn't say it's the condem condemnation of God that brings man to repentance. It says it's the kindness of God that brings man to repentance. And if we could just re-identify, this is what I believe is right, but I'm not going to judge you for what you think is right and wrong. I'm going to love you anyways. I believe we'd see a turnaround in our nation. I'm not going to tell you what you should do. I'm only going to point out what the Bible says. This platform is not a place for opinion. I'm not going to give you opinion because that's not what God's called me to do. God's called me to share what he's already spoken in his word. I'm going to love you whatever you do. Can we just choose to love? How do I handle this? With love. How do I talk about this? With love. My pastor in Birmingham, he says, truth without grace is just mean. And this is where Christians have been. They're, they're trying to say what's true, but they say it in a way that's mean. No, we give grace. Truth without grace is mean. 
But at the same time, we have to have this conversation because grace without truth is meaningless. When we're given so much grace and we've taken out the truth of the word of God, then what are we living for? And I'll say this, whether you're heterosexual or homosexual, looking for completion or companionship, whatever it may be that you're in search of, you will not find it in your partner. Come on. You will not find it in your My wife cannot feel the God-sized hole that's inside of me. That's a place in me that only God can fill. I cannot, let, I cannot try to raise her up to the standards that God is. She doesn't give me peace. I love her. I love spending time with her. I love her being around me. But at the end of the day, she's not my healer. She's not my redeemer. She's not my, are you following me? And, and, and as far as that goes, it's not just your spouse. It's not just your partner. We go back to the medical marijuana to stop trying to fill a hole that only God can fill. We're trying to, we're using it right, we, we used it for pain, but yet there's a different pain that I didn't even talk about. That's the emotional pain. And we start using medical marijuana because we got some emotional pains. Now we're running from something. Run to God. He is your healer. He will fill that gap. He will fill that emptiness. And I'm convinced because the word says it, that he can change the past of what's happened. He can remove the scars. He can remove the hurts. He can remove the brokenness. And you can leave healed today, regardless of what's happened in your past. That there's healing in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. So we have purposed to be a church that loves people. And so everybody's welcome at your place, church. You can belong before you believe. And uh, we know that there are going to be topics that we agree on. And then there may be some topics that we don't agree on. But we're still family. Amen. Praise God. I'm just going to pray. Father, we love you. We thank you that you have positioned us as a church that's like a family. Father God, for such a time as this, Father, as we celebrate 10 years this year, God, it's not an accident, God, that we are here during such hot topics like this. Father, because I believe, Father, the reason why you have positioned your place church here for such a time as this is to have a community of believers who are willing to love people from all walks of life, Father. And that's what we've chosen to do, to love like you do. It's the goodness of God that leads men and women into repentance. So thank you for choosing us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.